the beginning still of Perak Aleph, Gerasa Tshuva. The Altarebbe is bringing a brisa here, uh, where he is mentioning three different types of kapara, uh, which means atonement, which means way to wash away uh, all the bad things, and he's specifically uh, pointing out that there has to be tshuva with each one. So uh, he then goes on to say uh, that with regards to mitzvahs asay, all you have to do is do tshuva, and immediately you're atoned for, immediately your soul is cleaned. Masha Enkain, a mitzvah loisa, say, if a person does an avera, so then he has to do tshuva, and it doesn't clean up until until uh, Yom Kippur. Then we asked the question, and we said, L'cha'ira, this is uh, unusual, because we know that when a person has a situation where there is a conflict, where a mitzvah's ase and a mitzvah's loisa meet up at one spot, right? So then in that situation, the mitzvah's ase wins out. For example, uh, we said with, with regards to uh, in the base of Migdash, on Shabbos, right? That we shecht animals to bring korbanas. Now that makes no sense. We know that one of the 39 malachas is the concept of shechting. You're not allowed to shecht. You're not allowed to even you know, hit, hit up an animal. You're not allowed to bring even a blood clot inside of an animal, let alone shecht the animal. You can't do anything like that, right? So how could it be that you could shecht? So this is a positive commandment, however, to bring a korban on Shabbos. And therefore, the, the positive commandment wins out over the negative commandment. However, it makes no sense. Then why should it be that with a positive commandment, you're forgiven right away, and with a negative commandment, you have to wait until Yom Kippur. That's where we're holding. So we said, in order to understand this, we have to understand the, the nekuda of a positive commandment. Just Bekitzer, we said that a positive commandment is causing light to come into the world. Right? And therefore, I think this is where we got to, right? Aval. Right? I think we're up to Aval. Yeah? We did Aval? Yeah. We did one more line. All right, let's start from Aval anyway. Aval, the Indian Tshuva, with regards to Tshuva... So we're saying how many parts are involved here? We said two parts. What are the two parts? What are the two parts, Yehuda? What are the two parts, Hananya? What are the two parts? Shlaimi. Oh my gosh. What happened to the idea of doing... Chazara, Chazara. It's like doing tshuva. We have to do tshuva for our lack of Chazara. Yeah, you could seal? I think it's like first to say you're never going to do it again. Well, no, we're not talking about actually the tshuva aspect, but we're talking about what is involved here. Is there's two inyanim. Inyan number one, there's a concept called meridas malchus. What happened here? What happened here is that I was, so to speak, rebelling against the king. That's issue number one. The fact is that the king said to do X, and I didn't do it. So that means that I am moirid b'malchus. I'm rebelling against the king. I'm doing the wrong thing. I didn't listen. So the first thing a person has to realize is that that is the first aspect of what happened. Number two is that the light was nedar. The light did not come in. Right? There was supposed to be an accomplishment here. So therefore, the fact that I didn't do it is a problem. So the example that we gave in the, uh, uh, what did we say? We said antibiotics. That was the example that we gave. For example, let's say that a person has to take a, 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 a round of antibiotics and he has five days that he has to take it for. 
Now, let's say he's taking it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And on Wednesday, he forgets. So then he says to himself, you know what? On Thursday, I'll take two. Look, at the end of the day, I'll take two. He says, you can't do that. Why? Because the whole idea of taking a round of antibiotics is that you want to keep a certain level of antibiotic in the blood for five days. That means 24 hours a day for five days. So you kept that level on Monday and Tuesday. The fact that you didn't take the antibiotic on Wednesday, taking two on Thursday is not going to help. It means that for Wednesday, it wasn't there. It wasn't in the blood. So the fact that it wasn't in the blood gives that bacteria the opportunity to, you know, so to speak, reload, right? The whole idea is to keep them on the ropes. You know, roper-dopers? That was before your time. That was boxing in the 1970s. You remember Muhammad Ali? You don't remember him? I do know who he is, yes. Okay, you know who he is. Okay, that's a good start. That's, a, that's at, least, uh, at least we're getting some. Okay, the idea is to keep, keep, the, keep the bacteria on the ropes, right? Keep on bang, 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 bang. By the time you're off the ropes, it's over, right? But if you let up for that one day, so then, then you, you messed up the whole thing. No matter, even if you want to take three on Thursday, it doesn't help. Because for 24 hours on Wednesday, right, you missed out on this, what needed to take place. So that's what we're saying here. Mitzad, the union of Meridas Mamalchus, so we, we can make up for it. We can make up for it, right? But the fact that Ruvain did not put on tefillin yesterday, that means that that amount of ore that could have come into the world, that was supposed to come into the world, now didn't come into the world. So he can't put on tefillin twice today to make up for what happened yesterday. It means that there's a lack of energy in the world. As much, however, you're going to slice and dice it. That means, and what we were explaining last time, according to Kabbalah, according to the Arizal, is more to it than that. It means that we know that the 248 limbs of a person's body, a person's soul, and the world in general, right? Specifically, a person's body and a person's soul. Let's go. Let's stay with that, right? They are a constant fight between klipa and kedusha going into it. So, if I am not putting the kedusha energy into that limb, by definition, that limb now is getting its energy from klipa. That's what winds up happening. The negative energy comes in and it starts giving it the highest to that per, that limb. So, therefore, for that twenty-four hours. Whichever limb is one that is connected specifically to tefillin, instead of getting its highest from Kedusha, now got its highest from Klippa. So that's what he says here, about the Inyan Tshuva, with regards to Tshuvan, Af Shemoichlan Loha Inyash Al Shemarid B'Malchus Yisbarach V'Lo Asa Maimim HaMelech. So despite the fact that it's true, okay. So the Abishter is going to be Meichel, a person, for what? For being Morid B'Malchus. That he can do right away. Okay, you, you, you said you're sorry. Immediately Hashem is going to, uh, Hashem is not a tyrant that he says, oh, you know, how many push-ups are you going to do to make it up? No, he doesn't do that, right? The, the bottom line is that immediately you say you're sorry, bang, he forgives you. However, nevertheless, the light is missing. Like, the, uh, like it says in Kohelis, there are certain crooked things, right? Crooked lines that you can't fix once it's done, right? So the Gemara and Brachas talks about that. That means that a person who missed out on saying Krishma in the nighttime, for example, it's never going to come back. You can't fix that. 
Even though he makes a commitment from now on for the rest of my life until 120 years, I'm never going to miss even one time. But on Monday, you know, May 16th or whatever it is, right, that's a point that you can never fix up. It'll never happen. You can never change that. So, so therefore, the tshuva is not going to be able to fix that up. So it's like a contradiction in a certain way. That in a certain way, because it's, it's such a... Um, the reason why you, the tshuva helps immediately for mitzvah's asay is not because it's a lower thing, but because it's a higher thing. It's such a holy thing that it's already gone. And since it's already gone, you can't do anything about it. And if you can't do anything about it, so why should we dwell on the subject? You got it? What about mitzvah's loisase? What's happening here? What's, that? What's the word nidbak mean? Cleaving, right? It's like glued. That when a person does an Avera, let's say he eats something not kosher. So what happens now is that the Ra is Nidvak, it's glued, it's connected to his Nafsho. But not only does it do a Pagam on him, it makes a Pagam upstairs as well. In other words, in the spiritual world. A person a lot of times thinks of himself as being a standalone person. Whatever, I do whatever I want. Leave me alone. I could, you know, I could do whatever I want. But it's sort of like, you know, you're on a boat and you decide, you know what, we need some uh, air conditioning on this boat. Or I want to make a little, uh, I want to make a little pool for myself on the bottom of the boat. So he takes a little corkscrew and starts going like this, you know. And so I need to, I need to wash my feet, you know, come on. And he's making this hole and, and, and it's going through the boat. All of a sudden, the captain realizes the boat is like, you know, listing in, you know, in the wind or whatever. You know, it's, it's not working. It's not going. So a person thinks, well, what, what's wrong? It's, it's only me. I, I, you know, I, I'm, not trying, I'm not making your feet wet. Well, it doesn't really work that way. You got it? So the point is, is that with regards to a negative commandment, what's happening here is not only that it's impacting him, it's impacting it, the source from which he comes. Chutzba means a hewn, like a rock, like a, if you take a rock out of a quarry, right? That's where it's hewn from, right? That's really the source of it. In a certain way, it's, it, it's an interesting word because hewn implies, like if you take a piece of marble from a quarry in Italy, for example, it's not that you're making something different than the source. It is the source, right? The same thing here. The, the neshama the nefesh is the source. It's, it's mamish, a, like an exact thing of the source. It's not like you're creating it from, you know, making a dough. You know, you're putting some, some salt and some flour and some water and some eggs and whatever. And you're putting lots of things together. But the, in, the, in the source, they're all different things. Here, the idea of when you are hewing out a rock from the quarry, you're actually taking the etzim metzias itself, the thing itself. So it's a good point. Says like this, belavushim the yud spheros dasia, kamoshikasu betikunizar levushim tikinas lon menayhu parchin nishmasim lebnei nasha. What does it say? What does this mean? Belavushim the yud spheros dasia. That's where the begam comes. 
That's right. Levushim. Why is it saying Levushim the Yud Sfiras Dasiya? Then he says, why is it called garments? Levushim Takinas Loin. Levushim, we understand what the word Levushim means. Garments. What's Takinas? Shalami, what's Takinas? What's Takinas? He made. Loin. What's the literal translation? Loin. To them. To them. Meaning to the Sfiras. To the Sfiras. Yeah? The Minayhu Parchin. Minayhu? From them. Right? Parchin Nishmasin Lebenei Nasha. Flower the... Not flower, but to fly. They fly out the souls of the, the people. Barnash. That's where it's coming from. So the Rebbe asks the question, why does Dafka say Asiya? Why not higher? Why not any other world? No? No. Also there. <laughs> why? Because the Seder Ishtalshalus works that even if a soul is coming from a higher level, the jumping point from where it comes down in order to go into the person is still from the ten spheres in Asiya. That's always going to be the jumping point. In other words, that's where it comes from. It's like if you have a shipping company, right? And you have to ship goods from all over the world and you want to get it to, to America, right? So they all come into, let's say, the port in Newark for example. So you could have from China, you could have from England, you could have from Africa, you could have from all different places. And they're all coming, however, from into where? Into Newark. From Newark, they go out to all different places. They go to New York, they go to Boston, they go to Connecticut, they go to wherever, Washington, D.C. But there's like, it's a point from which comes out everything. So the same thing here. Asiya is where it comes out from. That's why the kapara, the atonement, the washing away completely, doesn't happen until, right, until both on one soul and also in, in Asiya, until Yom Kippur. Like it says, Right, what does it say? What, is this, what do these words mean? V'chiper, right? The Pasuk says, V'chiper al ha-kaidesh v'tumas b'nei Yisrael u'mafshi'iheim. What does this mean? What? V'chiper. V'chiper means what? The tones. Al ha-kaidesh mitum ois b'nei Yisrael. From the impurities of the Jews. Um, from their peshas. Pesha. Pesha means their, their sins. Lifnei Hashem titaru. Lifnei Hashem daika. It's a very weird situation, right? If you think about it. Why is this weird? How are we supposed to do this? Let's say that a person uh, has a dish and they break the dish, right? How are you supposed to fix it in a way that you have the dish again in the physical world. Can you do it? Not really. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible to do. Right? So the whole concept of tshuva makes no sense. Right? How could you possibly fix something that was already done? Again, you could you could Michael for being okay, you were not nice to me, I forgive you. No problem. 
but there was damage done here, right? Just like in the last case that the, the ore didn't come in, but there's damage done. So how is that possible? But yet we're seeing that what's happening with this tshuva, you're able to actually fix the damage as though the damage was never there. You get the concept? Daika. What? That's why he says daika. Daika what? Only Hashem could do it. But it's, it's, it's more than that. Why can't Hashem, so to speak, in the, in, the, in the name that we're saying here, do it? What do you mean? It's saying that it's lifne daika. The, the word daika is specifically on which word? Uh, no, not on Hashem. Lifne. Lifne. Why? Okay, good. Give me an example. Give me a muscle for this. I don't make don't make muscles. You're not a muscle maker? No. Imagine you have a, a cheder. And the, who sets the rules up in the cheder? The principal. The principal. The principal sets up the rules. Are the, is the principal enforcing the rules all day long? Who's enforcing the rules? The teacher. The teacher. Okay, so what do you have? You have a teacher that's enforcing the rules. Whose rules? The principal's rules, as you told me. Okay? So now a kid misbehaves. And he's doing, uh, for this behavior, you're supposed to write on the board a thousand times, I will not pick my nose in class. No, I will not, uh, you know, I will not do whatever, da, 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 da. Right? I will not steal any erasers from the, from, I will not, I will not steal my friend's pencil. I don't know, whatever he's doing. The teacher is sort of like the enforcer. Right? He's the enforcer of the rule. Now, let's say that the kid wants to go to the teacher and say, you know, like, I'm really sorry. I made a mistake. I will never, ever, ever steal my friend's pencil again. It was just a temporary, you know, moment of insanity. Right? What I'd like to not write on the board a thousand times. What does the teacher say? No. You can't do it. Why not? not his rules it's not his rules who can change it though the principal why because he made the rules the same thing here according to shame havaya right so then these are the rules you have to go to a level lifne shame havaya to be able to do it so what does that have to do with with yom kippur though so Yom Kippur it explains that there are certain things in the world that are almost like a a I'm gonna use almost like a an example of like a sci-fi movie almost. Like it's like a it's there but it's not there. It's almost living on a on a different frame. Like almost like a parallel world. What's one of those examples in the physical world? Or the example in the physical world? Not radio waves, but something that there was. We'd call it the Aaron in the base of Mikdash. Right? Aaron in the base of, what was different about the Aaron in the base of Mikdash? Okay, that's also true. It wasn't bound by, not time. Time has nothing to do with it. It wasn't bound by space. How so? Because why? Oh, it wouldn't take up any room. Yet, let's say that I wanted to make it a uh, 10 feet by 10 feet. Can I do that? No. no. It had to be a certain measure 
But when you measured from the from the Aaron to the wall, it didn't take up the measure. Everyone knows this story, right? I'm not saying something new here, right? So, on in a sense, it was in a parallel space to this world. It was in the world and not in the world at the same time. So Yom Kippur is like that, but in terms of time. Yom Kippur is able to bring the world to a space that is a almost like a parallel space that's taking place at the same time, and therefore you can get to an area, to a point where that it's as though that plate never broke. You following what I'm saying? It makes no sense, logically. I mean, maybe Teva can make sense of it logically, but I can't, right? But it makes no sense to our normal logic, but that's essentially what's happening here. So what's happening here is that we're trying to accomplish something. We're trying to bring the soul back to a place of not that it's like, okay, you know, we ripped the, we ripped the rope, so let's just tie it up and make it better. Or, you know, we have a dent in the car, we'll try to, like, fix it up, but there's, you know, if you go to any, anyone that knows anything about cars, they could always say, oh, there was definitely a dent here, that, you know, you could, I mean, to the naked eye, you can't really, to my eye, at least, I wouldn't be able to see it, but someone that's in the know will see these things, right? So you're, when you usually fix something up, it's as though you fixed it up in a way that it's, you're building on what happened. Right? Let's say that I take the plate and now I glue it together. I glue the pieces together. I could still use it as a plate, but there's definitely, there's definitely some form of remembrance of the event that took place. What Yom Kippur is doing is it's bringing us to a point that it becomes as though it never happened in the first place. It's pristine. To the same level as it was before the breaking happened. That's the Chiddush. Right? So it's not a matter based on this. It says, What does that mean? What does that mean? Look at the words. Look at the words. What does that mean? Come on, teach, teach, teach. We have to work on teaching. Not all. Kula. Kula, kula. Right. Kula with the kuf, right? Not with the kaf. Kuf means a kula, like something that's light. You cannot learn a leniency. In other words, we were saying before that what? Oh, well maybe because the mitzvah's assay, right? Oh, you know, it's not such a big deal. Come on, no worries. You, you want to do tshuva? Boom, we got tshuva. We, we're, we're set. We're good to go. Oh, mitzvah's assay. Oh, you have to wait till Yom Kippur. How many months left to Yom Kippur? Oh my gosh, it's only an ER. Oh. To wait for me to get like get my, get my stuff back together, it's not that. Oh, it's not such a big deal. Don't learn a kula out to mitzvahs ase. That's not the point here. Befrat betalmud Torah, and in particular, it says about talmud Torah, learning Torah. That what does it say about the Adrab? Amru razal v'yeser kodesh baruch olav v'zara b'chulu. Avshen krisos and misos basin v'lo viter al bittel talmud Torah. So this is a Yerushalmi. In Chagiga, what he's saying over here is like this: with regards to, with regards to the destruction of the base of Migdash, right? He's saying that the, the Hashem was able to look to the side with regards to Avodah with regards to 
Giluyarayas and with regards to Shvichas Damim, the three worst sins. He closed his eyes to it. He closed his eyes. Even though they're krisos from the word karas, right, that the, that the, the soul is cut off, right? Or misas basin, or different ways of death penalty, etc., etc. But with regards to lo viter abitul taira, but he did not make it lenient for bitul taira. So it was a whole different story, right? So he says like this, avar al krisos. So that's the end of that parenthesis. So what we're trying to say here is that in no way is this Michael business supposed to change a person's perspective of the importance of a mitzvah sase. In a certain way, because it's so heavy and so it's so important, that's why you're able to be Michael right now. Yeah. How do we learn the Velochim? Because I don't really see how the connection is between what we said before and why we shouldn't be lenient on a mitzvah you tell me. It's a good, excellent question. Sorry, try, to, try, 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 try to think. Try to think. Let's see. Who can help? I need some help here. Yehuda asks an awesome question. He's saying, you have a lechain, you're learning something, A, and you're getting to B, right? So I don't understand what we saw in A to explain B. Yeah, what do you think? What is he saying? Lechain here. It's because... New, you want to try? Mm-hmm. Shout maybe, out the title. Maybe because the part of Mitzvah's um, Leisase is so high compared to the part of Mitzvah's Asset that you could think... Yeah, yeah, go no, the other way around. The other way around. Mm-hmm. That because of... You would think that with the Mitzvah's Leisase it takes until Yom Kippur to fix. Masha Enkin, a Mitzvah's Asset, you fix right, right away. Right? It says like this. However, when you're looking at, in terms of what we are able to accomplish through the tshuva, right? With regards to the tshuva, what are we really accomplishing more? Are we accomplishing more with our tshuva with the mitzvahs lois ase or with the mitzvahs ase? Mitzvahs lois because it hasn't happened. Oh, very good. So the idea is, you're right, time-wise... It looks like a mitzvah's lois ase is like more heavier and we don't, you know, we have to, oh boy, we have to wait until Yom Kippur and whatever. But in terms of actual accomplishment, right, we accomplish much more with a tshuva for mitzvah's lois ase than mitzvah's ase. Why, Hananya? Why? Why do we accomplish more with our tshuva for mitzvah's lois ase than mitzvah's ase? Uriel, try, help us. Right, so go on, tell me, so speak it out. Like it Let's get it happen. clear. Good. Masha Ain Kane? Means we didn't do the mitzvah there, yeah. then what happened? Like, I guess there would look like we had transgressed, so we could never make up for it. We can never make up for it. But you could also never make up for it, Mrs. Lysas. You can. When Yom Kippur is Michael completely, because it goes brings the plate back to its pristine state as though it never happened. That's the, the Hiddish. Which you could have pulled what? Down, the or which you could have pulled down on that day, you can't pull down now. That's on a mitzvah's ase. That's the point. Lois ase doesn't have or? Right. Okay. Lois ase is a different story. It's, a, it's, it's klipa that is sticking to my soul. In terms of the Arizal explains that, that Lois ase's correspond to the, the veins. And what happens is that 
He explains uh, in the Arizal that when a person does, is transgressing, he blocks up that vein. And the vein acts as a, a conduit for the energy to go between the limbs. And so therefore, when he blocks up that, he causes also to, there to be a blocking in the, you know, not getting the energy to the limbs. However, what he's saying here is with tshuva, you could wipe it away as though it never was. That's the chiddush. So therefore, lachain, don't learn a kula out from which point? Don't learn a kula out of a mitzvah zase from which point? From which point? That it's immediate. That it's immediate. That it's immediate. Don't learn a kula out. Adarabba. The fact is that because it's such a serious thing, it's like, it's like a paradox. You would think that you can get away. It's like, it's like you can fix it right away. So, oh, you know, it's like, you know, I didn't make such a big mess. So I can, I can fix it in two seconds, right? Whereas when you make a big mess, it takes until Yom Kippur to fix up, right? Here, he's saying the opposite. He's saying the opposite. It's because it's so great that you can't fix it that's why we michael you right away. Because you're only going to be michaeled on one part of the story. Remember, each mitzvah has two parts of the story. Part number one for the mitzvah, I say, is Meridus Mamalchus. So that part, 1A, we're fixing up. 1B, however, is bringing down this ore you can never fix up. Masha Enkim, with, with regards to Eloisa, say, when a person's transgresses Eloisa, say, there's point one again. 1A is what? That your Marid is Malchus. Okay, that part will Michael you. There's no problem. You say you're sorry to God, Hashem is unbelievable. He forgives everyone for everything. But you still have this stuff that's blocking the vein. That part, you need to go to that one time of the year that has that altered parallel existence to be able to bring it back to its pristine form. That's why Yom Kippur is such an incredible day people would realize what Yom Kippur was, it would be like be the, 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 literally the happiest day of the whole year. That's what it should be. You know, because that's what's happening. Okay, Mitzvah Shem, we'll stop here. Thank you to all our guests.